but yeah, I, I just hate old socks, man. I don't care if they've never been used still in the original package. If they're three months old, I'm not wearing them. Well, but does that constitute old if they've never been used? I mean, it's like if it's a car that was built and it was never been driven, I don't think people would say, look at that old car. Cause it's, I mean, it would be, you know, maybe maybe in some ways, but it's basically brand new. It's never been, uh, never been used. I feel like usage has more to do. I mean, literally in that case, the car, well, I guess with socks also, mileage is a thing. I uh, I can't relate to any of that, man. It's star date or bust. Well, you're a man of the woods. You're a man of the woods. Guided by the stars. Guided by the stars. I am indeed. Yeah. Uh, that's why I was drawn a, a to perambulating the... navigator. A perambulator. You're the guy. You you are Gordon Lightfoot, his target audience, as he navigates the celestial realm now. Yeah, but, you know, I've seen him in old socks, man, and it affects his singing. Well, wasn't that his nickname for a while, old socks? Uh, it still is. Well, not, well, I mean, I think now at this point, it's, you know, he's, he's shuffled off the old mortal coil. Well, you know, where he's at now, that's his, still is a nickname. Yeah, the old socks. The old socks. Did you? Uh, how long? Do you remember the uh, two thousand two? Was it two thousand two rider strike? Uh, I I do Maybe remember the last one. It was two thousand. Okay, well, just, oh, that was two thousand. Okay, then that's what I'm thinking of because I remember like twenty four was um, right delayed obviously however long i mean i think it was a year and a half or two years or it was a hundred day for... strike but i don't know how it affected things time-wise uh well I, time I, I just really know about that show specifically that you know like when bond films or mission impossible or anything that has a technology heavy component you know if if newer technology comes out in, in an interim period, they'll all go back and reshoot with newer technology. And they did not do that with uh, whatever season of 24 uh, that had been affected by the writer's strike. Uh, Trying to pull this up. Um, but so I think it was right. The end of the end of one season was right when Bluetooth was still really new and really cool, you know, like it was the new thing, and that was you know kind of a sign of whatever intellectual smart, successful, hey, like that kind of stuff um but that was like right at the right at the cusp you know of the writer strike. But then by the time they, they came back two years later, it was super played out. It was not a big deal. It looked cheesy. You know, you'd be around all these clowns that would, would wear those things seriously, but then they would never be on the phone. They would just have it in their ear the whole time. Um, but so all the villains for that season. Well, I, I was I reading think on it. Yeah. And just for this very purpose, they are uh, – they're at trying to address the AI issue. And I've been saying it for not a while, not oh, the a long line, time the writer's now. Guild. Yeah, yeah, they uh right. Uh, they're going to have to outlaw AI content or humans are going to be out of jobs. It just Well, it's not I mean, just uh, yeah, it's not just in with writers. Yeah, I I agree. Uh I didn't even uh, I didn't suspect that they were on top of that, but uh, it's one of the prominent reasons they are having problems negotiating. And, and 
I don't know until until robots can make our food and supply us with energy we we have to keep jobs because well, it's just going to be the first the first round of people are going to be artists. Yeah, this I think is another just red flag. I mean this. I mean, well, this, I mean, the AI thing might turn into religious maniacs acting out too, but, um, but I, not being able to see this coming, I mean, obviously, you know, most of the America and the world just sticks their head in the sand about stuff like this, but it's uh, not science fiction it's science fact at this point and it's not a question of if it's a question of when um yeah the the ai pioneer quits google to warn about the technology's dangers when uh just yesterday jeffrey hinton who had been called the yeah. godfather of ai confirmed monday monday that he left his role at google last week to speak out about the dangers of technology he helped develop so I guess in uh, 70 years, they'll make an Oppenheimer sequel. Yeah, I'm reading it now. Uh, yeah, I mean, just all the, if I hadn't done it, someone else would have. Yeah. Hey, man, we had a good run, but we're all dead. Yeah. Yeah, well, the issue, which again, you know, why I try to communicate to folks that I think we need to work together and try to find similarities, and obviously we can be disgusted by some things people do and disagree with them, but um, I listened to a lot of left-wing podcasts. I didn't hear anybody complaining about this before, um, but the podcast generally speaking people vilified they were talking about this for a number of years being a concern and this technology being developed and being concerned and they were laughed at and called you know names and whatnot um uh but hopefully if it's not a not a but obviously people on the right were doing all their fake hyperbolic religious stuff uh ignoring the dangers of covid <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so hopefully, this situation could provide a chance. I mean, I think it's a. I mean, I, like most things, it's a multi-factor, uh, you know, multi-ingredient recipe. That there's this. That as long as we can get away from people saying crazy shit about, Oh, it's God's will. We're all going to die. You know, we sit, you know, the same way Jerry Falwell, if people want to know why reasonable people, if they believe in hell, think Jerry Falwell's there, um, <clears throat> would say, you know, after he, uh, for a number of things that he did in his life, but, uh, I mean, the, the shining example being, uh, um, and Jeremiah Wright said the same thing, uh, except he actually provided context, but that, you know, America deserved 9-11. Um, uh, obviously, when uh, Reverend Wright said it, it was because America had a history of uh, treating people like shit and enslaving people and a history of genocide, this and that, whereas Jerry Falwell, when he said it, it was, he thought it was... Uh, but the same way people in the North Carolina legislature are saying crazy stuff now uh, about that it was because people were gay or people were, you know, not uh, Caucasian, heterosexual, uh, uh, religious fanatics, the same way they like to self-describe uh, that they are. But then I, you know, the curiosity of will, uh, part of it's an age thing and part of it's a lack of, in a education but also like emotional education and emotional development it was whatever um, is whichever way the tide is flowing and they can be in the largest group of people that are equally moronic 
and beholden to uh, hive-mindedness. But, you know, as far as AI goes, I mean, Isaac was talking about it with iRobot, uh, it, the Terminator. I mean, it's it's always been a thing as soon as uh, uh, artist got hold of the concept it instantly i mean it's just the next step is going huh what are we going to do if so we'll find out it's the the thing is it's not like it's just one it's not like there's just skynet um nefarious actors are going to get hold of this technology so it'll be prompted by humans uh, an ai being that that uh, impressionable child that it is uh, can be fed garbage one of the first things ai did when it got uh, opened up to the wild was become racist just based off of reading uh, reddit and and 4chan and other open ended websites it just instantly became hateful. So it, uh, I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting. It is an interesting time to be alive. But it, I think that, uh, I think it's a real danger. It, it, uh, it a civilization. People talk about, is there life out there? Why aren't we hearing radio waves? Why, why, why? When, when you multiply the expanse of the universe with time, you know, as a technologically advanced species, we're barely 100 years old. You know, certainly not 200. And detectable radio waves came out, uh, what, it was the uh, Nazi Olympics. What year was that? 36, something like that. Um, so, yeah, we're not 100 years old as far as broadcasting outside of our solar system. And uh, the, the idea that we exist at the same time as another capable species is infinitesimal. It is just, it's like not only two pieces of sand being beside each other on this planet that we're able to communicate. But also four billion years of time that they were able to meet up. So it's just mind boggling. Uh, such a small chance that we exist in the same area in that the same time. And it's things like AI, it's things like ignoring COVID, it's things like not having a meteor defense that will end a civilization at our stage. Nuclear war. I guess it's tough growing up as a species. Yeah. But I think obviously, I think we're so underdeveloped that It would just it would just be observational. It would be you know life forms from across the you know an infinite potentially infinite universe. If they came here, I mean, it would be somewhere between watching. It wouldn't be like. I mean, at at best, people would think that we had just come out of the womb. You know. I mean that we weren't we had not yet made it to toddler. No, I think uh, we're. I think we're somewhere around zygote. There, there are rankings for civilization, and we are still zero. We haven't established life off of our planet yet. Yeah, well, and, and that was, uh, I think we talked uh, the other day, I know we have previously, about Eric Weinstein's whole thing about that there's no future for the human race 
on earth if the human race is going to survive you know it would have to be <clears throat> outside of this rock we temporarily have to be on and and it's so funny that people it's so well again i guess people of all stripes but again this is where we are so obviously if you know we always try to tell people to make the best out of your situation and you know and uh uh and all that but uh maybe that's why they're not looking out somewhere else into the universe because this is where they are and they obviously the same reason a lot of you know people on the right don't care about the environment and don't care about their grandchildren's future is because they're not going to be there themselves to experience it so they don't you know give a shit at all about it but uh but also i think the half the situation you know when we talk about what's where's life in other parts of the the galaxy and the universe and all this but i think again and people every every equation that humans use and have developed for space travel you know and and what we've limited ourselves with with thinking about parameters of time travel and space travel and all these things they're 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 it's it's the human race handicapping itself by its own idea because we think you know the same way that we laugh at people not laugh but i mean we when we see people that engage in racist behavior or bigoted behavior we can gro see their grotesque ignorance and I think that's the problem is that because we are finger quotes smart, we don't understand. I mean, some of us have a idea about it, but generally speaking, the population doesn't understand just because we think <clears throat> that space has to be traversed a certain way and that life, uh, visual recognition of life has to appear a certain way. That's just because that's how we perceive it. That's not how it actually the you know the infinite possibility across the universe could be uh, and so what might we might not understand or recognize or would constitute <coughs> life or existence for other beings or they might even describe themselves as beings they might describe themselves as anti being you know or they wouldn't use terms like that um it might not be a thing that we would recognize, you know, what life and beings yeah, and they, travel is. Yeah, it could matter. certainly be a colony that, you know, a true hive mind uh, instantly think of the Borg, but uh, I, would, I would think fungi would be an extremely capable organism made up of individuals, but as a collective of our brain and, uh, you know, like uh, Avatar um the way their planet is though without the individuals or zoe endlessly crying I, I don't even know why she was in the sequel um have you seen it yet no i've never i've never seen any of those movies oh see i really liked avatar but i mean i'm I not against, i'm not against i'm not on a protest and to not watch it well, a lot of people. Uh, but you might want to. Yeah, you might want to. Uh, if you just go to geometricunity.org, uh, and that's Weinstein's theory, and he lays out his theory and and uh, part of it. So there's he has his draft, uh, and then a, a 2013 Oxford lecture he did. Uh, about it but in terms of transversing the universe uh or traversing the universe the uh, i guess an easy way to describe it would be he would talk it, as an example he would use about if you you know back when people had cassettes and you had listened to i don't know dark side of the moon or some album if you wanted to get to the end of the album you would have to on the cassette play the entire tape right yes yeah. you could fast forward yes you could run but you have to go through the entire thing in a linear fashion on a record 
and it's been forever since I've even been around a record player since I was as a stylist. What you know, the where you put on in the, the grooves to get the the needle. Okay, on a record, when you put the needle down, if you want to move from song to song or track to track, you don't have to go all the way through. You can just move the needle. And so, so are you it's, talking it's, like uh, wormholes? Uh, I mean, it's well. I mean, it's, FTL. I'd, I'd say listen to it. I mean, it's possibly. And again, I'm not obviously not trying to speak with him or what his, his uh, portions of his theory are or may lead to, but I think potentially the idea of <clears throat> I don't want to say creating your own wormhole, but I don't know how else to describe it. But just about changing the way that we think, uh, almost maybe to the point of, and maybe this actually might be a thing in a Star Trek movie now. I'm thinking about it as well, but that you're not the thing that's moving. The universe is. The universe is. And that we we have a backwards, and that where we might think things are two or three dimensional, part of his theory is that there's 14 components of dimension. All of which. Are you talking about string theory? No, no. That's specifically different. Specifically different. And he can, if you watch the, watch it. Yeah, I'll I'll have to watch it. Uh, But fascinatingly, and I think I was listening to some show he was doing yesterday, but the idea of uh, if you wanted to draw a bigger circle, you could have a small protractor, change the size of the protractor, have a protractor that increases in size to draw a bigger circle, then shrink the protractor back. So you've been able to create the larger circle yeah, that's kind of funny. I was I've been working on a storyline where we found find out that the universe is a set size, but we're all shrinking. Whereas the assumption is the universe is expanding and we stay the same size. So uh I just can't I haven't come up with a reason why that matters or how that applies in any way, but it was just a thought I had and, couple weeks ago you know what if we were just shrinking and and i always go back to men in black because it was such a a wonderful visual but then looking in the locker and and, uh seeing the whole universe and all that kind of stuff but it sounds like he's kind of talking about the same thing in regard um with not perception, but relativity in a different sense. Um, it's yeah, I'd say if you listen to him, and I know uh, he 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 does very well in a lot of podcasts. Uh, but he'll breaks down the. And if, I think if you can just listen to listen to a yeah, to Ro- Rogan episodes without whatever uh but i mean but he'll he'll do a four four hour four and a half hour conversation about it but deconstructing pre-existing uh thought patterns or perceptions because obviously that's a big thing i'm when i deal with leadership things about you have to deconstruct and i guess therapists talk about it also the you have to deconstruct before you can reconstruct in a proactive way indeed what i what I feel like I've done in my life and any growth I may or may not have had has come from taking everything I believe in and reevaluating it. You know, uh, if, I mean, just down to the basic core, and if you can take yourself apart and rebuild it, uh, I, I feel like you're going to do a little better job. And it's a tough thing to do. You gotta, you gotta truly, uh, it's why I don't watch football or sports in general uh, like I used to. I used to be really engrossed, and it would affect my life. And I'm like, man, that's just ridiculous behavior. So uh, until they you mean start like getting, me, getting too attached to teams and, and oh yeah, getting trapped. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, like when I was a screw machinist, 
some people, and I've done it, would lay out of work on Monday because your team lost. And it's just moronic. I mean, it's cool well, to have it, fun. And, and yeah. it's fine. And it's a great, sports are a great thing to talk shit about to other people just because, you know, that group of people you have nothing to do with beat another group of people you have nothing to do with. Uh, but there's some fun in it. And, and sports is a great way to display what the species can do. They're, you know, it's running, jumping, doing cool stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. But uh, when, you, when you're sitting there going, yeah, hit the quarterback, give him a concussion, just so people that are not making you any money, that are not involved in you in any way, can win. I, I just, well, that was the same reason I, I was driving down the road one day and thinking about stuff and realized that Republicans were scumbags. And I went the very next day and became independent. You know, the, the core beliefs of conservatism has some foundations that are legitimate but they get usurped for Jeebus and and white power. Yeah, well that was the that was the tough thing that I think once once everybody once they people started taking to heart when uh you know especially on the on the right right wing side of politics that uh you know when they kept describing things as we did this we did that and it's like no y'all are not on the team you're you're, you're fans you're wannabes and uh so i think um, for better or worse uh that <clears throat> uh, deconstructed their identity of tribalism in a way that made them think well i'm gonna get in the game and so that's when you had all these lunatics start and one of the main factors in all these lunatics start running for school board, running for Congress. And, you know, instead of just being the annoying fan at a tailgate, these Marjorie Taylor Green, Green assholes and all these other, you know, fraudulently dishonest people were able to obviously manipulate enough other fraudulently dishonest people. But <clears throat> that was <clears throat> goodness. A clear line of demarcation once people figured out that they uh, famously were uh, not actually on the team. And so it's, you know, not, it went beyond community pride, community engagement, and um, unfortunately spiraled into. Well, and that's the thing, you know, for a lot of those people, if you look at a lot of those January 6th people, it's the epitome of. The people that, you know, I mean, I like going to tailgates and hanging out with people and seeing my friends. And I mean, obviously, you know, times, you know, you and I can hang out in our circle of friends. I mean, that's a highlight, but I think we're there to, one important distinction, we're there to create. And, um, and, you know, and I, I think a lot of those people, like the January 6th stuff, like a, if you look at a lot of those people, it was like the people who were mad. It's almost like the Man, people who were mad because they played high school football and they peaked in high school oh, well, that they really that. thought that, yeah, but that they really thought football's going to make me tough. It, you know, like it was just all these horrific stereotypes. Um, yeah. Well, I'll just, I'll just none of the polite. people that yeah. that that still live in high school uh they weren't they they don't do what they do for anything other than for the stories they can tell later about how awesome they were in their minds they are they are the hero and the victim and they prevailed and they should be heralded and they're just looking for stories to tell how many of the <clears throat> January 6th people got arrested because they were bragging on social media? It, it's just uh, remarkable. It's a word I find myself using quite often when something is uh, 
dumb AF. And and there's no. It's the same thing, you know. If if you're willing to fight over your chosen group of people that have nothing to do with you, you are likely to agree with uh, the insurrection. Well, if if your chosen group is is, is those is those people, yeah, absolutely. Um. Uh, well, and that's, it's one of those funny things. And I think that's, uh, and I think I'm sure we've talked about this before. I mean, I know I've talked about this with other people is that with Ron DeSantis, uh, world-class pudding eater, um, he's that guy. And he obviously, with all you know, the fake humility stuff he does now, that that act. But uh, but like he he is that dude who is still trying to live off that he had when he was a younger man, been an okay athlete, and that he's really trying to still get people to treat him. The same reason I've never been to a high school reunion in my life. He's a dude who was popular in high school. And he still wants people to treat him like he's popular when he doesn't understand that most people were not whatever that popular person in high school. And it wasn't that they have a chip on their shoulder about it, but they see the, that it's there's zero value and it's a uh, worn out trope that's a that's a generally speaking a tragic story for a reason when people still try to be you know high school popular when they're into their you know later years as uh to paraphrase the great uh rick james uh 45 45's a hell of a time to start learning karate a little late in life to start learning karate you know um just doesn't work just doesn't work and it's a bad luck bad luck Though I would not want to discourage anyone from uh, actually participating in anything, uh, it if you're doing it to reclaim glory, you're probably not going to get where you need to go. Well, that's the thing, reclaiming, like it's just move forward. You know, reclaiming things involves. I mean, I Dude, guess I was I over mean, high school before I even entered high school. Oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. You know, I, I got my first job at 14, my my first go-to-a-building job. Um, and it was full of college students. And I was like, yes, finally, people that can have a conversation. Yeah, I... I don't ever remember. I mean, I, I hated. I mean, I hated being a kid, and I didn't like high school. But I think part of, at least for me, like I was uh, my brain and everything was geared about things I wanted to do when I was an adult. But also, I just was. I grew up in a super tight conservative. Uh, rule heavy situation with little to no freedom um so it but i don't know it was just a weird uh weird weird situation um yeah it Sorry, Liam Neeson popped up on the TV, I think, doing a doing a take and spoof about the writer's strike. I'm not sure what it was about. Distract me for a second. Um, it, it, oh, but I couldn't get, but I just couldn't get, like, and I guess maybe I just, I, but I mean, from when I was in middle school, and I, I think before I even got to high school, I just remember thinking, Jesus Christ, whatever you do, do not peak in high school, and, and still to this day. And that's my big concern, you know, working with students, anything. I'm like, have goals, have dreams, have active things you're working for and have a plan for. 
because the last thing you want to do was, you know, to to be that way. Like always have new new hills to take, always have new mountains to climb, always have new discoveries. Because the last thing you want to do is, you know, I mean, it didn't. I mean, you know, Orson Welles is a charming charming orator, and and raconteur. But the best thing he ever did, he did was, you know, 25. Or, you know what I'm saying, with with, uh, Citizen Kane, like just have, you know, always, always be learning, always be growing, always be closing. Don't ever. ever, A-B-L. Yeah, stay able. Stay able. Stay able. Yeah, the whole. I grew up in an extremely uh, liberal situation. I was the fourth of four, and I really feel like my parents went, "Uh, yeah, we're done. Uh, Not that I wasn't provided for, and and, uh, my youth was engaging. You know, learned photography. Well, I learned how to develop develop photography. we explored electronics and things of that nature, but uh, man, they left me alone. I mean, damn! I think of how I raised my child, who never left a trusted person's sight until they were twelve, and uh, by the time I was five. I was out the door and gone. So it, uh, talking about just being over high school, I think when I got the sense of excitement from people that I didn't quite respect or reason and, and they were all about it, it was enough for me to shy away from it. And I was always around older people, man, always. My brother was seven years older than me, so it was always that crowd. So they were mostly morons. Yeah, I would, I was, I would say I, I have, I guess, but I guess now is just as just the age I am now, I guess, generally speaking. Well, I guess it is, I've, I guess I've always, since I've been in 30, I guess that was kind of when, you know, a lot of your friends would be, you know, like 10 years older to 10 years younger, like that in that range. But yeah, I, when I was a kid, I, I mean, I'm, you know, I don't, I mean, I, I had friends my age, but I don't, but I generally speaking, all my friends were older or the people, because, I mean, even pretty much my entire life until, you know, the last few years, I just was not interested. Because uh, I was just never into the kitschy pop culture. You know, like, I like 90s music now, but at the time, I couldn't stand it. You know, because at the time, it was the popular new thing, and I didn't see any value in it because I you know, it, it never looked like people liked it because it was good. They only liked it because it was new. And I'm like, that doesn't mean it's good. You know, right. pick your party, pick your candidate. I don't give a shit that they're new. Because they're new doesn't mean their ideas are better. Because they're different doesn't mean their ideas are better. It just means it's new. And new might be revolutionary, might be the greatest thing we've ever heard of. But just because it's new doesn't make it better. Um. And uh, I remember, oh, oh, it's a funny story, funny story. I bumped into somebody a few few months ago. Like, we didn't have a conversation, but I saw somebody out. And, you know, like, we talk about uh, the idea about that I, I was not into high school. And my goal was always about what I'm going to do afterwards. And, you know, part of it was film school. Part of it was, you know, the stuff where doing uh but then also i had a huge passion you know for the wrestling business for a long time and a lot of my concussions i got during my time in the wrestling business and uh around the carolinas tennessee virginia and um 
I remember uh, one of my favorite promos I used to cut, and I think I, Jake the Snake Roberts, I think, was, who has the same birthday as, as I do, was the first person I saw cut it. And because uh, obviously the demographics of the people that, generally speaking, and the perception of the audience has changed from the 1920s to 60s versus, you know, kind of perceptions, obviously, in the last 50 years about who a fan base, especially in the Southeast, was. Um, and so there was this great, he had this great promo about, uh, uh, and spoiler alert, kids, this is not culturally insensitive to anybody. This is just a uh, promo because it can apply to people of all races, creeds, and colors. Uh, was, uh, and I'm not going to do the voice or stand up and, and, you know, point at the invisible camera but, but the gist of it was you know so and so and so was out here booing well you better you better appreciate this now because in you know 20 years and you got you know eight kids by six six different men you're going to look back at this and reflect on it as a high point of your life right um it sounded a lot cooler when i was doing the voice and doing all the, the, the stuff but uh but it's a good promo and it's pretty impactful but then uh, I saw this person uh, out, whatever, and uh, and we were never friends. And she was, you know, the, oh, my God, the most popular, blah, blah, blah. But ended up being somebody who, who later on in life, through a series of decisions, that that ended up being her life. And, I, and, and there's nothing wrong now. It's a nice person, beautiful family, da, da, da. Um, but was mad about me who was not a popular dude in high school was not whatever was not coordinated you know i mean this is right after two years after in seventh grade i was told i was the ugliest person in the school so so the hilarity of uh hearing this person say that i was finger quotes a shit talker when i was just prepping wrestling promos was the really funny to me um and uh but it was just odd, and you know, again, to try to have a compassionate heart, because you, because know, obviously my experience was different than than their experience, and they, and you know, they were not a nice person, they were not whatever. But it's like, well, I don't, you know, you, I don't know what they were going home to, you know, you don't know what what situation happened when you don't see people. So, just uh, just an odd series of uh trying to remember to have a, a open mind, a humble heart and just, you know, observe things and know that you don't know what you don't know. So. Something so, yeah, interesting so my mom told me when I was young was that hypochondriacs may be full of crap, but they do feel bad. They're not faking that part. And no matter the scale of somebody's issues it's affecting them much in the same way i don't know if it's a rich person uh not getting their favorite whatever that most of us would absolutely just be happy with um the change up in your routine is uh, disconcerting so Indeed, everybody's got something going on. You don't have to respect the issue. But if someone's sad, uh, unless it's Marjorie Taylor Greene or her biological father, uh, Mitch McConnell, um, they uh, that would explain probably, a lot. They're probably by the way. sad. It was. Yeah. It, it does. As I was saying it, I was very happy that 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 thought occurred to me. <laughs> it really was my my pause there. It wasn't just for dramatic effect. It was. Uh, well, it felt dramatic. It just made me happy. It, it made me happy. <laughs> it made me happy saying that. Oh, well, and I also, God, could you imagine just the amount of. I mean, unless she was born like with a severe like that, whoever her biological parents were like were just 
huge, severe, what, I mean, what's the nicest thing you can say besides basket case? People with severe psychological disorders, if both of them didn't have that or it wasn't super strong on one side of the family, what kind of batshit crazy, if she wasn't born that way with that level of intellectual and emotional dysphoria, we'll call it. Yeah, she emulates a natural illness. What kind of hyperbolic, out-of-control, psychosexual abuse was she subjected to to turn her into the ghastly, overcompensating, fraudulently dishonest. I mean, and that's why I try to have sympathy. And, and I mean, people who engage in aggressive shitbag, horrific behavior is, well, then too, and because from people I used to have to work with, especially, uh, it's like, if that shit had happened to you, how do you know you'd be, you wouldn't be any different? You know, um, obviously we think it's disgusting. We're against it. <laughs> we would actively and do actively campaign against her and all these things. But goddamn, if that, how, how do you know? How do you know that if that horrific violence, emotional violence, sexual violence, physical, all, all that stuff, had, how do you know we wouldn't be exactly the same? I mean, we'd like to pat ourselves on the back and say, oh no, we'd, be virtuous and blah, 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 bullshit. You know, we'd like to think we would be, but we don't know that. I think she's wrong and I think she's a clown, but I also, when I see people acting like her, I think they probably were born with... It's a fair point. It, It, it's... Like I'm they, not excusing it. I'm not excusing right. it. I'm just observationally saying. Well, you know, you, you don't have to excuse a nuclear bomb to to understand what's going on, and it's devastating. But if they went to church, there's a good chance they were molested. They certainly were abused psychologically. Uh, it does form you and, and make you what you are. I talk about my parents being liberal, but the rest of my entire family from both sides are basically conservative. My parents escaped. The the others didn't. And that that abuse doesn't have to be extreme. It can be the, the water torture. Drip, drip, drip. And, and, but like you look at there was a catholic priest in boston who when asked about molesting boys he was like i just thought that was part of the job i was molested when i was little when i was an altar boy they just don't know any different it's a good point well and we talked about the we talked about the people we know that murdered somebody they're not well. It was an illness that caused that. It. We're talking know, about take, separate people, right? Yes. Okay. You mentioned I know, somebody. I yeah, yeah. Because the dude. And okay. I knew the guy. I knew the guy that took a golf club to, uh, what he claimed at the time was his daughter, though, it was supposed to be his stepdaughter, but. Uh, no sane person, no well person would do that. And no well person would be Marjorie Taylor Greene. Unless, I guess it could be an act. That's still not well. I mean, psychopaths are have an illness. Oh, a hundred percent. Well, that's the, you know, like with Lauren Boebert's, um, whose husband likes to flash children. Um, 
Flash not in the length of time, but in what he's what he's. Well, I guess that's why he loves guns because he doesn't have one himself. But so, but you know, I think her fifteen-year-old daughter just got pregnant, and and this. But obviously, this is the culture they're trying to facilitate. And I understand that. And God bless him. I'm not going to shit on. And and you know, and it's an interesting story. The story of her suspected biological father but i'm not going to drag the guy through the mud and god bless him if he is her fucking father he's got enough shame to deal with in his life and i'm not going to subject him to that um but uh he uh walking across the pirate ship but uh but you know i mean it's like anything else it's it's a it's something to take into account but it's not justification uh I mean, obviously, when bad things happen to us, we think it is justification, but, you know, I think, I mean, at least you and me, I mean, I'm a, I'm a late bloomer, but I think, it, you know, we've, we've done a good job of, you know, understanding that, you know, you gotta, you gotta find, find avenues and ways to grow and move forward. It's true. It is true. Uh, people would rather entrench themselves than to grow and they you know this whole saving face is more important to them than humility uh and it does take humiliating events in life i mean if you're living you're going to face humility and how you react to that is a huge indicator of who you are inside, who you really are. There have been times I've reacted badly to humiliation. There have been times where it was deserved. Um, there were times where I was unjustly humiliated and I rectified that issue. Um, I wouldn't do that now, but... Whatever you can live with, uh, if you can take the heat, it tempers you. And I don't think that these small-minded, tiny, tiny people like Mitch McConnell and Marjorie Trader Green and and Breibart, I mean, whatever her name is, um, I don't think that, that they accept the fact that they're not exalted life forms that are beyond anything other than their every whim. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, I mean, it's just the way of, well, I say the way of the world, the way of the, you know, hyper consumerism in America. Um, you know, that, 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 ad, that selfishness and that attitude is, is, sold to people as you know which i don't think it is but it's sold to people as the american dream and which god at this point is just spitting on dusty road's grave but but um is uh but that they've they've done this i don't know what to call it besides a molestation and a bastardization of trying to weave i mean obviously it's a masking cover-up because they're fraudulently dishonest con artists but weaving uh religion into it and you know if any of that stuff is substantial you know, if it, if it's real, they're all doing the work of Satan and they're doing a really poor job because you would think per the stories, he'd be a much cooler guy. But uh, but they're 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 not. Uh, <clears throat> you know, check this out. Yeah, man. Pornhub blocks all of Utah from its site. People in Utah who visit Pornhub will now be greeted by adult performer Cherry DeVille 
asking them to tell their representatives to change their age verification law. Um, when Pornhub is your moral compass, you might be failing. Uh, well, is it, or are they the only honest people left in the world? I mean, oh, I'm I'm not I'm I'm not uh, uh, giving Pornhub uh, crap about it. I'm just saying it is certainly a mile marker. You know, when the Church of Satan is far more Jesus-like than anything representing regular mythology. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it's an indicator. Uh, that's what it is, an indicator. Well, that's 100%. I, do you remember, uh, I think it was, you know, when, when you're a kid and everything and you, you think you know stuff, you know, and everything's he, 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 I know stuff. Um, which is, which is, that's your signature laugh, isn't it? The, <laughs> um, uh, but you know, like when you go out on, uh, I-40 and there used to be that strip club on the right, like when you got to Burlington or past Burlington on the way to Raleigh or whatever. Um, but I just remember like they used to do, I mean, I was, you know, you just see signs. I mean, obviously I wasn't going, I don't. Again, a late bloomer. I don't think I went to a strip club till I was well into my twenties. I might be misremembering that, but I'm pretty sure that was the case. But, <clears throat> um, I, well, maybe other. I'm sure other places too. Strip clubs were raising money and raising food and making donations to places that all the people that were given their useless thoughts and prayers didn't lift a lift their fucking fingers for. You know, so it it, it, it just, I wouldn't say it disgusts me. Well, you know, it doesn't disgust me as much as it validates the fraudulent nature uh, of people, you know, that these people just sit around doing nothing and they think that they can just, which ought to be a red flag that they can, that their their value system and belief system is predicated around doing jack shit in real life and just slapping their hands together and saying thanks close your eyes and say thanks you know meanwhile meanwhile millions of people actually need help actually need i saw a, a hilarious post the other day about uh you know some some phony you see how polite i am i just describe them as phony and don't get into how dishonest they really are um and what terrible people they are some phony uh person who uh you know got on the socials and wrote something about uh jesus wasn't there to be kind he was there to give them a chance to repent and i i just you know that's the kind of thing. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I try to allow different points of view and free speech and all this, blah, blah, blah. But at some point, I just think this is the kind of thing you need to, you know, if half the stuff people wrote on Facebook, why is there not, a, why is there not just a good social media page or a company that just uh, can keep a track of all these things these companies do? And if people say, tell me, about, tell me about the people that work or the, the belief system of blank, it can bring up other social media posts where they say all the groups they hate, all the violence they wish to, to engage in on people that disagree with them, you know, their hatred, you know, just, just, a, just a, a website that, that documents that kind of stuff. Um, I'm sure the government has it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm watching this video of these kids. I'm sending you this. This is crazy. Maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow. But uh, for now, we are uh, at our one hour mark. And uh, we never said the day. You, you didn't give your date. I I brought up my hatred for old socks. Oh, they make me well, so Well, you mad. did. I had, I, had, I had a whole thing I was going to do yesterday about... Uh, uh, the wheel of the year and May 1st being a great holiday for 
in the wheel of the year. But uh, but uh, yeah, it's May second, twenty twenty three. So uh, that's where we are. Where we are. Man, watch that video. It's crazy. Oh goodness. All right. Uh, anyway. Later. Later.